We begin this hour in Europe with the heat wave that is tearing across the south of the continent. Temperatures in the central Mediterranean are expected to peak today. This is Italy, where there are warnings that the extreme heat could continue for a further 10 days. Temperatures there could reach 46 degrees Celsius on the island of Sardinia. While hot weather alerts are also in place across most of Spain, there have been reports of power cuts in some areas as demand surges because of air conditioning. Well, here's why it is so hot. A high pressure system held in place by the jet stream, a rapidly moving flow of air high in the atmosphere, is funneling heat up from the deserts of North Africa and across southern Europe. We're live now to our climate editor, Justin Rolat, who's in Alicante in southern Spain. Justin, hi. Just after 9am there, how's it feeling? Well, it's hot. You won't be surprised to hear, Samantha. The sun's up, blazing sun. Temperatures are rising. When I got up this morning at about 6.30, it was 27 degrees. It was 30 degrees when I went to bed at night. So really high temperatures at night. And that's the, the kind of level at which we start the day. Temperatures rising here. We're expecting here in Alicante to hit the late 30s. But inland from here, where it's drier and therefore hotter, it's going to be like 43, maybe 44 degrees Celsius. Celsius. Spain, uh, in northern Spain yesterday, there was a temperature of 47.1 degrees Celsius recorded. Some really hot temperatures here in Spain, in Italy. And that hot weather that you described just now is going to be moving across southern Europe and into Greece over the course of this week. So really very, very high temperatures here. They compare, obviously we're looking at record temperatures, but Spain, for example, has seen increasing temperatures over the last few years, haven't they? They certainly have. And behind it all, of course, is the effect of climate change pushing out the, uh, the, 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 the temperature extremes. So what climate change gives us is longer heat waves and higher peaks. So some of the temperatures we've been experiencing this week in southern Europe are almost 10 degrees above normal. And that's because the whole distribution of temperatures has been skewed. And what's so extraordinary is that we've got three very similar. You described the anticyclone, the high pressure system over Europe. We've got very similar anticyclones over America and over China as well. So record temperatures in th across three con continents uh, in the northern hemisphere during this incredibly hot summer. And I've got to say, we're expecting even hotter temperatures next year. Yeah, uh, Justin, why is that then? What are scientists saying about why higher temperatures next year? Well, what we've got this, this year is, is, I mean, this year was unexpected. These, these heat waves were not predicted. We thought this would be a warm year, but not a particularly, not an extremely hot year. What we've got happening is an El Nino, which is a warming of the tropical Pacific, which delivers an extra blast, an extra puncher heat to the, the global system. It doesn't sound like much. It's 0.2 degrees Celsius on average, but enough to push temperatures again a little further into record temperatures. That started this year. It's going to peak in October and November and sort of deliver the main heat in, the, in 2024. So at the beginning of the year, scientists were saying, you know, this year will be warm, will be hot, but it's not likely to be exceptional. It's next year they were worried about. Well, we've got an incredibly hot year this year. And as I say, scientists are saying next year is likely to be even hotter. OK, Justin, go and get some shade. Thank you for now. Well, our reporter Chris Brockman is in Toulouse and gave us an update from there. 
just an hour ago, it was already 23 degrees. This will probably be the hottest part of France today. We expect 40, 41. A place called Albi, many tourists know it well. It's a UNESCO heritage site. It will be 41, 42. Um, obviously, it gets hot in summer. It gets hot down here a lot. But what we're seeing so much more often now is these peaks of 40 degrees on a regular basis. And climatologists who have been studying this region and Bordeaux say that they will have temperatures here equivalent to North Africa, Algeria, Iran and Algiers in less than 20 years time unless something's done about this climate change. And we're seeing temperatures rising two to three degrees here. That's what we're talking about on an annual basis. Chris Brockman there, while our US West Coast correspondent Sophie Long is in Las Vegas, where consistently high temperatures are showing no signs of easing. This is the desert, so they are used to high temperatures, but nothing really like this. They thought it was going to break the record for the hottest day ever in Las Vegas yesterday. It stopped just short of that. But, I mean, it's past 10 p.m. here now, and it's still very, very hot. You can probably see there's a bit of a breeze, which makes things slightly more bearable. But um, it's a very hot wind. You can feel the heat from the ground still coming up through my shoes. And one of the reasons it's been so difficult for people to cope with here is because just before this heat wave struck, they were actually experiencing much cooler temperatures than normal. They recorded 260 days, more than 260 days, of temperatures below 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which is a, a cool record for Las Vegas. So the heat came over the July 4th holiday weekend, and it came with a vengeance, and there's been no let-up since. And that meant that people had very little warning and very little time to acclimatise. And it's not just here, of course, Phoenix, Arizona as well, 18 consecutive days of temperatures above 43 Celsius. So that's the situation here. It's still hot and it shows no sign of changing. Sophie Long there. Well, at midnight last night, the temperature at a weather station in Death Valley, Arizona, was still 49 degrees Celsius, reported as provisionally a new record for a midnight temperature. And this is China. Typhoon Talim hit overnight, displacing thousands. It comes just days after China provisionally recorded its highest temperature of 52.2 degrees Celsius in Xinjiang. The storm is now heading for Vietnam, where 30,000 people in its path have moved to safer ground. Floods in South Korea have claimed dozens of lives, prompting its leaders to rethink their response to climate change. Well, the U.S. climate envoy John Kerry has told his Chinese counterpart that climate change poses a threat to all humankind. He made the comments during a second day of face-to-face -face meetings in Beijing. Mr. Kerry said solving climate change requires a new kind of cooperation between China and the United States, the two biggest emitters. China's top diplomat Wang Yi said there was a need for a healthy, stable and sustainable relationship. Joyce Lee from the BBC's Chinese service has been following the discussions from Hong Kong. Well, we haven't heard of um, much concrete plans yet, but uh, the US and uh, China have expressed uh, their willingness to have more cooperations between the two countries. And um, actually, John Kerry's uh, is the latest top US official visiting China following Lincoln and Yellen. And it marks the formal resumption of top level climate diplomacy between the two sides uh, because uh, there was a suspension in talks uh, since last August when uh, Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan. So um, this uh, three days of formal talks, it's uh, very symbolic uh, for the two countries in terms of diplomacy as well as climate.
cooperation. And uh, uh, John Kerry said that uh, the two countries should uh, put aside the uh, diplomatic differences and uh, have more cooperation in uh, climate uh, to combat uh, climate change. The U.S. is hoping that China could curb its emission, particularly from coal as well as methane. Uh, but China uh, uh, accused U.S. of uh, you know not cutting its own greenhouse uh, emissions uh, and saying that uh, China is still a developing country with historical emissions that remain significantly lower uh, proportionate to that of uh, the U.S. So there are still uh, disagreements, uh, but it's a start uh, for the two countries to cooperate. I mean, in terms of carbon emissions per capita, China is lower than the U.S., isn't it, quite significantly? Yes, it is. Uh, that's why the two sides uh, have a, still have a lot of disagreements and we are hoping to see more cooperations, like more uh, concrete plans coming.